So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. We are coming to you from Bournemouth, England today, and man, just having a really good time. And that is not just a detail about my life to keep you updated. That actually has some relevance for the episode today. And I'm going to get there. But really quick, I just want to mention that if you haven't yet followed me on social media, that we are putting all kinds of content out there on a very regular basis. And we are actually having conversations with the people that want to have conversations with us. You know, we're, we're really trying to just create more avenues for people to ask questions, for people to get help and find safe places. And we just know there aren't a lot of places to do that. And so I've just decided to open up the channels on, on social media and really try to create as many access points for you guys to, to reach out to us. And so if you want, you can find me on Facebook. You can just add me as a friend. Or you can follow me on Instagram, Sathya Me Sam. We're on TikTok under the same handle, YouTube under the same handle. Uh, we're doing all kinds of stuff. And what I would love is not just a follow, but just send me a message. Hey, man, listening to the podcast, appreciate it. You know, whatever, whatever. Um, I would love to see you guys there. Now, uh, let's let's jump in. Oh, the, by the way, links in the show notes are for I think my Instagram account, and we'll, maybe we'll throw the other ones in there as well. But that's uh, that's where we spend a lot of our time. So, anyway. Uh, let me jump into today's episode. We're talking about the unmistakable value of role models. And I'm going to have to set this one up because uh, without context, this is going to feel probably a little bit out of place. So I'm in Bournemouth. I'm staying with um, a couple who were prominent leaders at the church that my wife and I have been a part of for the last 10 years. And so, you know, we, we know them well. Um, he's a worship leader, so he led a lot of worship with my wife. And then he was my boss for five years or four years rather when I was working at the church. And so he was the last boss I've had, probably the last boss that I'll ever had uh, have rather. And um, he was just a really incredible guy to work with. So it's been super fun hanging out with them. We we were not super close as a couple. Um, we really knew, uh, um, I don't think he'll mind me using his name. Uh, we really knew Ben very well. My wife led worship with him. I also did worship for him, but then, of course, worked with him. And we did know Sarah, um, his wife. She's really amazing. And we, yeah, we got to know them. But really, we didn't get tons of time together as a couple. It's just, you know, sometimes how these things work out. So anyways, we uh, we arrived and they picked us up and we're staying at their house and they made us incredible food. They're, they're excellent, excellent chefs. And we started having this really candid conversation about sex. And this is not the first time that this has happened on this trip because, you know, people are like, oh, Sathya, you're talking about porn all the time. And they they wanna they want to understand more about what I do. They wanna know the business a bit better. Um, you know, they're always like, Have you ever thought about this? You know, people always have ideas, especially when they're friends, you know, that you've known for a long time and they wanna give some input. And then inevitably people start to ask, so like, ah, what do you say to somebody who has this problem? Right? Or what do you say to somebody who has 
this. And, you know, it's not that people – like we, we're friends with lots of leaders. So they're not actually – it's not like they're being coy and trying to mask it as like, oh, my friend has this problem when it's really them. Sometimes it's legitimately like, you know, we're pastoring people through this problem and we have not known how to really handle this aspect. What would you do? So anyways, we um, – we just got into kind of those conversations and um, it wasn't even really that direct like a Q&A. It was just us having dialogue about sex life and um, and it happened very organically. And at some point in the middle, we were just kind of remarking, you know, it's actually really hard. Like this is a rare conversation where like we're, we were, Shalom and I were just sharing about some of the some of the things we've had to work through in our sex life, some of the expectations we had, some of the the challenges uh, physically, you know, there, there haven't been a ton, um, but there was definitely some. And, and I will share about that in a future podcast, probably with my wife. So stay tuned for that. But it was it was really interesting. And they were opening up about some of the things they've had to work through, you know, and some of the things that um, that have been, just been part of their own recovery and their own healing journeys, um, not from addictions per se, but just other things that they've gone through. And um and it happened so naturally that as we were, you know, halfway through this conversation, all of a sudden we just realized, wow, this is, this actually, this, these are the conversations that need to start happening more, right? Because even with, with porn addiction, like this is something people say to me all the time is like, I'm so glad that you're doing this, Sathya, because nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. That's probably one of the most common phrases we hear when we travel around. Nobody's talking about it. And, uh, and so it was really interesting. And uh, both, both uh, well, I would say both couples, all four of us, are very passionate about changing the conversation, changing some of the climate around sexuality in the local church. People have asked me before, why didn't you start a ministry? Like, why have you taken a business route? Not even in like an accusatory way. I would say a majority of people that have at least have at, have at least talked to me about it have said, I'm so glad you started a business. But people still wonder, you know, why? And I I have such a value for the local church that I didn't want the motive of money and charging and that kind of stuff to in any way interfere with the sanctity of the local church and the bride of Christ. So now I know the bride of Christ is the people. It's not just the church building and the communities. I, I know that. I know that. But at the same time, there's something very special about the local church. And I just felt like I wanted to keep those things totally separate in my mind. So that's why I set it up that way. But it's not to say I'm not passionate about the local church and and changing some of these conversations. And it was really interesting because as we started to sort of think a little bit, and, and it wasn't, it was, it was honestly just a question that was thrown out. It wasn't even something we spent a lot of time discussing. But what we kind of agreed on was, you know, you actually have to just model it. Like, this is actually how you change the culture, at least to start. You, you can't just continue to have conversations quietly about it. But having the conversations at least opens up some avenues for just just being able to go to these places and getting a little bit more comfortable around the subject. And, um, you know, these guys have done a really good job talking to their kids about sex. I think their oldest kid is seven. Their youngest is, uh, no, that's, that's wrong. I don't know what their ages are exactly, but they're in that range between four, um, or three to, no, it's four, four to nine years old, I think four to 10. <clears throat> and so, um, you know, we, we're drawing a lot of inspiration from them. We're really thinking about, you know, the way they've gone about things and, and learning stuff. And um, what I wanted to kind of land on today is the the value of role models because 
what we realized when we started discussing is, for me personally, I had no role models in the arena of sex. And I would say my dad really taught me what it, what it looked like to be a man. But he he did it by demonstration, not by conversation. And I don't know that that's necessarily so terrible because I have to be honest, it's much better than him demonstrating by conversation and not demonstration, right? Like if you're going to have one of the two, it should be in the actions and the, the demonstration of it. But the conversations would have been nice, you know, and it would have been nice to have that safe place. And granted, there were cultural dynamics and my dad was a pastor and we were in a very traditional church denomination. So there's there's all kinds of factors. But the the value of a role model then for um, somebody, there was somebody else in the conversation who did actually have a little bit more of an open discussion, Not, nothing crazy, but it was just interesting. Like we, we start to realize that actually if we had role models, people who could have those awkward conversations with us, but do it in a way that felt safe, that would have made the world of difference. And and it's just funny because that's actually what's lacking so much in this area. And so when people are like, we need to change the culture and the church needs to rise up and da-da-da-da, what we're actually probably looking for on a more practical level is we want some role models, right? Like we want some people that are just paving the way, that are saying, follow me, this is what it looks like to do this well. And it's not like we're the first people to ever have this thought. But I, I wanted to just encourage you guys today that this proximity principle that you might see floating around on social media and on online elsewhere is a real thing. Uh, probably the most apt way I've heard it put is you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, which I would I would have to agree with for the most part. I think there's a lot of validity there. I don't always agree with how people have applied it, like where they've cut out old friendships and stuff like that because those people aren't about, you know, what they're about. But um, what I do want to say is it, it was just a fantastic reminder of two things. The first is that we have to be really conscious of the role models that we that we have in our lives, the people that we're following that we're looking up to. And there's no there's no bounds to who those people might be. They literally could be accounts that you follow on social media that are just having a really high impact on you or you know they could be um they could be people like your pastors or mentors that you've invited into your life, you know whatever. And so having those people intentionally is is really valuable. Having those people in in um, areas of your life where you are experiencing challenge or where you un- you acknowledge that you're weak, that is unbelievably valuable. So for me, I've paid into mentorship and masterminds quite a bit this past year because I want I want to be around people that are further ahead of me because it's the fastest way for me to learn and grow as an entrepreneur. So those role models become incredibly impactful for me in my entrepreneurial journey. Hopefully that kind of makes sense. Um, let, me, let me think of this a different way. Um, in our finances, finances would be another good example. We, we have role models. We have some people that we really look up to financially where we, we say, okay, they've made a lot of money. They're doing really well, but they're also still living by values that we agree with generosity um you know being humble stewardship etc cetera, etc cetera. 
So those are, again, people that we can go to when we have questions or, you know, people that when we spend time around afterwards, when we drive home, we're talking about, did you see how, um, you know, he answered that question? Did you see how they, you know, talk to their kids about money or, you know, whatever it might be. And so I would encourage you, you, you need role models in the areas where you're struggling because that's going to be the fastest way that you will grow. But secondly, okay, and much more importantly, please listen carefully. Don't multitask for the next minute here. It is time for us to rise up and be role models. Yes, we need role models in our lives who lead us, but we also must rise to the call every single one of us has on our life to be a role model for the people around us, your friends, your family, your peers, your colleagues, your coworkers, where, whatever it might be, wherever it is that you are, whatever sect of society where you have a, a place. We are not called to simply exist. We are not called to simply participate. We are called to lead, to set an example, to be role models so that people can see what it looks like for men to be healthy, to be strong, and to be clean and pure and whole. And this is not something that is just for the select few. It's not just for people with charismatic personalities. We're all called to be role models. And I want to encourage you in your journey Answer the call to be a role model in the best way you know possible in the areas that God has called you to. So that's everything for today, guys. I want to thank you so much for listening. I want to remind you we're on social media. We'd love to connect with you there if you want to hang out or if you just want to see some good content, that's fine too. But seriously, you can send me a message and I will get back to you. Uh, But regardless, I wish you guys an incredible day. We'll talk soon. Take care. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.